You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. No, 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 fishing! Now, inshore, offshore. If it's in the water, we'll tell you how to get it in the boat. It's Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. Mafia Radio 102.5 The Bone. I am your host, Captain Bubba Bencourt. I am live in the studio with the one and only James Garrison, a.k.a. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one and only Ryan Hoppy Hopster What's on up, the man? board. Sup, dude? What's up, dude? Just chilling, man. Just another <laughs> glorious, glorious Sunday. Got a lot of things in the works. Got a lot of things that happen. Um, going into a crazy week coming up. Uh, fishing definitely is... Uh, or actually, fishing's going to happen a lot this week. But more importantly, a great event. Where are you going with that? Well, we got, you know, I, was gonna, I wasn't I was going to start talking about the filming and stuff that we got to start for episode one. I, I figured we'd wait and talk and elaborate on that. So that's why I kind of pulled the horse back and waited to actually go into uh, what happened this weekend at the kids' clinic. Okay. Which was a, a really, really great turnout. Uh, that looked look awesome on your feet. There was a lot of kids there. They looked happy. Oh, the kids were happy. I mean, they, they, uh, all around, because there was actually even some some real younger kids there, all the way up to, I want to say, 14, 14-year-olds, 14 15-year-olds maybe. But it was really great the way they had it set up. They had a cast net um, demonstration where they teach the kids how to throw the cast net. Then they had a casting uh spot where all the kids will learn how to cast either with a Zepco or um, excuse me, what do you call it? What's the reels we use? I was what, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, I'm doing something else here. What's the what's the type of reel we use right Spinning now? Reel? Spinning reel? There we go. <laughs> this guy's a captain, folks. Uh, we're completely blank. Spinning reels or Zepcos, but it was cool because all the kids got to uh, you know, they had those that were hands-on and then they had a knot tying uh clinic and they had another one with conservation they actually brought one of the guys from fwc which was pretty cool he had a bass that was already mounted but it was hooked up to this thing where you know he handed it out and said all right how much do you think this bass weighs and i almost nailed it on the button i said oh this is about a 12 pounder and he says ah it's actually 11.3 because that's 12 that's 12 we round up yeah yeah, uh, especially if you hit like almost to the five you round up typical fwc move (laughs) So, uh, they had the conservation part. I was um, actually kind of customizing my clinic part because I was supposed to talk to the kids about different spots on the map where they can fish at and stuff, but kind of had to bring it down a little bit. You did did what you wanted to do? Pretty much. I do what I want to (laughs) do. But you know what I did? More importantly, when when you have kids like that and you got them for 20 minutes, you have to interact with them. You got to get them immediately start asking questions. In every group, I did the same thing. I said, hey, you know, hey, guys, I'm Captain Bubba. What's y'all's favorite fish to catch? And then you let everyone immediately puts their hands up. Now they're already in. You got them locked in. And you go through and you talk about all those fish that they said they caught. You know, we heard. There was a mixture. I always figure kids just say whatever eats. Well, <laughs> well, I can tell you what the ones I heard. Shark was the most popular. Yeah. Uh, stingray, catfish, snook, redfish, trout. Some advanced cobia. ones saying the uh, cobia. 
snook redfish yeah. trout. The, the ones that just say shark and stingray, they fish from the bank a lot. Well, there was parents, a lot which of kids. Is good. Yeah, there was a lot of kids out there, and I tried to um, I even tried to help them with a little bit of you know the bank fishing. But there was people that fish out of boats too, so it was cool because you know you the kids once you get them. Once you get him involved in the conversation, and like I was, I was going over even legal slot limits for snook redfish trout, and I would go over like two or three times, and then at towards the end of the seminar, I would go back and you know quiz them, literally like. All and they right. remembered. You're talking and about seven year olds remembering slot about, limits. Yeah, bro, we're talking really? about seven. You know, every group changed. There was different age groups in every group, but it changed and. Um, Heck, there was a little kid that he couldn't have been more than six years old, and he nailed the redfish, and he nailed the bag limit. Was uh, my nephew Blake there? Blake was in the house. He was actually Blake in my, should have had his own station. Teaching I told kids. him. I I t- it's exactly what I said when I seen him. I said, Blake, you got to have your own station here, dude. And I actually used Blake a little bit in my first one because he was in my first group, and I had a bunch of boys that from uh, I believe this church group. They fish a lot in the upper Tampa Bay Park, so their you know their fishing was a little bit different than what we're normally doing. But you know, I had Blake kind of go over a couple of the artificials and stuff that he used on the lakes and ponds where he's where he where, around where he's from, and uh, kind of interacted with him and got the got them all to interact. Because my first clinic was completely different than the other five I did. Yeah, you got to adapt when you're talking yeah, to kids. Because I mean, I, I I had to completely kind of turn it all around because these guys were mostly heavy brackish water you know so there's there's different things you got to do went into artificials taught the kids like hey all right here's like the top five baits you need pinfish greenback shrimp you know went through all stay away from squid uh i did stay away from squid unless they happen to be fishing off the skyway you know you might be able to get some snapper or maybe a grouper yeah i mean you can get some pinfish on some squid yeah 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 so um you know, and then I would go over, okay, what's the top five baits? And just, it's kind of just keeping it. Because if you don't get those kids in that age group, if you don't interact with them, they're they're like me. It's like this, butterflies. Yep, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. And you know what's funny is I was talking to him yesterday about trout and fishing with a bobber. And it was perfect because I used the guys next to us or tying knots. So every time a kid tied a knot right, the whole group and the guys are start woo, start clapping, and what would happen to me in my seminar? Look, they start clapping, boom! I immediately stop and look over there, and everybody did the same thing. So I said, "You see, guys, that's exactly what happens when you put a cork on, and you pop it on top of the water for a trout. That trout's down there at the bottom. <clears throat> you pop that cork, all of a sudden, whatever that trout's doing, immediately looks up and draws the attention." And that's why you do that with the cork. So I was able to kind of put everything together. We did do that big tug of war. We got we got our butts whooped. I saw that. You should have just sat down. Tied around your waist and sat down. Dude, I had it around my waist. If I would have sat down, I'd had gravel burn. Nah, they wouldn't have pulled you. <laughs> Dude, I was giving it everything I had. There was bro, a lot of kids there, though, man. Bro, and then you had to think about it. And they're taking group, it serious. There was a group of 10 of them that were like teenagers. So plus all the other kids. I mean, I know I tried. We weren't trying. We weren't trying to lose. I can tell you that. But Southeastern put on a great event, and the reason why they were able to put that event on was because 
the raffles they do, the weekly, the monthly, the they do it every raffles. every week, and that that money goes back to these camps, straight to the camps, and they do three clinics a year. They do two out of Southeastern, and then they do a, a fishing derby. The last year one they did it at uh, Davis Island, and all the kids went to the wall. And some of the kids that did show up, some of the older kids were a little bit disappointed that they weren't going to actually fish today, because you know kids kids think, oh, we're going to a fishing camp or a fishing clinic. You know, immediately in their head, all right, we're going to be able to fish. But this was more of a, you know, a learning experience for the kids that didn't really know too much about it. About it. Excuse me. About. <laughs> about it. <laughs> Nothing happened, Hoppy. He just mumbled words wrong. So. All right. On top of it, <laughs> the parents learned a lot, too, because I, I could tell it as we got closer to the end, I got groups with more and more parents that were still there. And, you know, they were asking questions and staying on top of it. And you could tell that they were intrigued about it as well. So it's a learning experience for the parents, too, because, you know, the parents, they want they love to fish, but they just don't know what to do, especially when you're new to it. Yeah. You know, so I had a couple of my buddies. Um, one, my buddy, Danny, I haven't seen him since high school. He came out and he was like, dude, we just we're not doing it right. And I was like, look. Whatever you need to do, whatever questions you need, anything I can help you, let me know. And he had uh, his son, Liam. Uh, you know, you could tell the family's into fishing. They just don't have the no enough knowledge, and they're just not good at it yet, which, you know, little by little, going to clinics and camps like this, they're going to eventually find out that, you know, there's there are certain things that you can do to catch fish more. Yeah, little tips that help you, and that, that could be the difference between your kid actually staying interested and not, because yeah. if they're just – not catch anything, kids got to be active. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and even at a younger age, like the pinfish and the blowfish and, and, and little stuff like that, that doesn't matter because that's still, those kids are catching a fish. That makes their day. Yeah, because they don't they don't care whether it's a 30-inch snook or a 30-inch pinfish. They, yeah. don't, they don't care. No. You know, as a parent, you're going to be extremely excited. You might give it a woo. Woo! Yeah, but, you know, they, they don't care. So wow. Let them play with it too. They catch some pinfish or whatever. Let them, let them tear that fish up or yeah. whatever they want to do to it, and then throw it back in the water for bait. I'll tell you what. This, <laughs> Once this... they kill it, my daughter used to. We used to catch brim in the backyard, and the first thing she would do. I mean, she was two at the time. She like would poke their eyeballs out. You know, I didn't let her do that, obviously, but that's the first thing she'd go to is their eyeballs and try to poke them out. Like, Girl, you're gonna be a killer. <laughs> and she's a princess, straight up. Oh, she's you know? straight up, one hundred percent princess. Yeah, but. She'll hold a fish and, you know, she'll do her thing out there. You know, I, I had a trip on Monday. I donated a trip. Uh, it was two years ago. I donated a trip to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And over that two-year span, either something happened with him or something happened with me, and we were finally able to take him out on that. They him. took two years to use it? Yeah. Wow, you kept it active. Good for you. I kept it active just because. Because of who it was. Well, one, because who it was, and two, couple of times I've canceled because of uh, certain things that came up or okay. weather or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I, 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 you know, it didn't matter. Usually if, if I donated trip, it doesn't last longer than a year. That's just what you do. But it was awesome. Took him out. He had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old girl. These girls were all about it. Fishing. As soon as they got, as soon as we got the fish in the boat, they wanted to touch it. They wanted to hold it. The bait in the boat, they couldn't stop playing with it. You know, they one girl, towards the end of the day, she grabbed the biggest bait out of the live well, 
and she kept it in her hand. Like when she was walking to the truck that, with that's it. Her, that's she, her bait. That's mine. She had it for like 25 minutes. This is mine, zone. Oh, my God. At least she didn't put it in your pocket. No, yeah, or my backpack like you used to. Got him. Um, but it's just awesome to see, you know, especially the girls that have – are not scared of anything. Yeah, you'd be surprised. They're girls, fearless. Girls love it out there. They're fearless a lot of, on the water. We're on, we're on a break. Let's let's come back to it. All right, we'll come we'll come back to it. We got a lot. Thank of Thank you to, to Southeastern. That's a great event. Yeah, we'll Southeastern. We'll get back to it. But you guys make sure you stay tuned. We got more to talk about. This is Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. <laughs> Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. Back there like a DJ. Yeah, turn it up. Turn it up so they can hear. Y'all gotta see Hoppy's. Y'all gotta hear Hoppy's little rejoiners. They're hearing it. All right, we're back. Flats Mafia Radio, 102.5 The Bone. Uh, we were talking, going to finish things up about this kids' clinic that Southeastern did. Just so you guys know, man, they do. They are doing a raffle every week, every month, and every year, uh, starting at $10 all the way up to $100. And they, they, it's it's not no BS raffle. There's a lot of really good stuff inside. It's, the, yeah, it's things adults would want. Yeah, no, it's, it's some... It ain't it's, it's just some, kids' stuff. Absolutely not. So... It's important, you guys, if you want to get into those raffles and be a part of helping these kids clinic that fund these entire kids clinic, that allow these kids to have a free clinic, go there, get a free rod and reel and a free tackle bag. That's what allows that to happen. So, um, you know, look into that at Southeastern. Those raffles are happening every week. Um, or you can get a hold of us and we'll help you out. Yeah, with we'll it. help you out either way. But uh, big big shout out to uh, Southeastern Tackle yesterday for yeah. putting on an amazing event for the kids, a free event for the kids. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, you guys. That's giving back the community right there, and that's what they're big about. Uh, Mark said it a couple times yesterday. It's all about giving back to the community, and uh, it's one of the things they strive on. So, two some of the things. That, last thing on it, some of the like the parents that are scared to take their kid because maybe they don't know enough about fishing. They're going to go there. They're going to learn themselves. And they're going to meet other people who have the same exact thing. You can find a kid, you know, that that's the same age as your child, and y'all can get together and go fish somewhere together, and you start whole new friendships. Yeah, exactly. I mean, friendships creates bonds for life, man. Yeah. Fishing like, does something. It's, it stains a memory in you. It does. That you that you can't repeat in anything else. I mean, it, sports aren't the same. Like, I remember things from when I was little, fishing, that, stay, that, that I'll never for, forget. Yeah, yeah. Never and I forget, forget. everything. <laughs> Oh, you get an old. I got early. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so yeah, all in all, man, it, uh, fishing definitely creates, like you said, memories that stain it last forever and creates bonds and friendships uh, for a lifetime. So it's important you get your kids out there and get them involved, even if you're nervous and you don't know anything about it. That's why they do these things. And uh, I mean, and your kids always on YouTube as well. Once you go to some of these things and you learn a couple. You can all, there's always something to learn on YouTube. As long as you're searching it in the right way, you can learn a lot of stuff. Ain't going to learn nothing on our channel. No, do not. Ah, there, there's a cast net video on there. Yeah, there's a cast Might net video. Might be some, not from things, 19, some old fish brain stuff we've done. 1996. Yeah, there's some old fish brain stuff on there. We need, you, get, we need to get back to that. Yeah, we should just start doing it for our own. Just Flats Mafia, yeah. you know, fishing report once a week or every other week. We'll do that. Maybe Buddy, we'll do one today. Nah, not today. Yeah, so they we're, were focused. We're going hard today. Yeah. 
This is probably like probably gonna be some of the serious fishing me and you have ever done together. It ain't gonna be real serious, let's be <laughs> honest. But it uh, we're filming tomorrow, so we're doing a little scouting today. I get excited now. It, it's you know you fish a lot. You're a captain. It's your job. But me as a as a guy who gets out there two sometimes three times a week. It's it's weird now because the night before, like I'm excited, like it's, it's a. It's like what you used to happen when you first started fishing. Yeah, and you know, then at at some point in my life before kids, I had I went four or five days and during the week, I was out there all the time. I kind of took it for granted. I would only get excited excited for tournaments, and now, like I'm done with tournaments, kind of. I'll do I'll do charity ones all day, but now I get excited just to go out with the boys and, yeah, you know, have a couple cold ones and. If we catch some fish, great. Hopefully, I can put a profile pick up for somebody. I need a new profile p- profile pick bad. Yeah. So, but they were they, making fun of me at the station the other day because they, they knew I was leaving to go fishing, and they're looking at me. Am I going to see one of these today? And they're holding up like my fish, like the way I pose. I said, <laughs> I said, hope so. I hope so because I see people try to duplicate your pose all the time, and it's not the same. Yeah. They, whatever, man. You like the picture? <laughs> don't, don't get mad. Hey, well, I'm telling you right now, I, I haven't. The last time I got to fish for fun was on Tuesday. I took my dad, was on spring break, me, him, Nelson, Mikel. We went out on Tuesday right before Tight Line Tuesday, and it was a blast. Like, it was my first time. Yeah, you get to relax. I mean, no, I still was. Nobody else wanted to chum. I was still – I wasn't hooking no baits on lines or having to re-rig anything, but, you know, I was still out there chumming. Yeah, but you can do our normal thing. Like, when, uh, you know, people are peeing off the back, you could say, uh, you know, what we normally say. Anybody need to wash their hands. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun, you know what I mean. So I'm looking forward to it. I how mean, was uh, how was bait for you? Bait's easy. Bait's bait's on the flat and then sawed out a marker. Do you able to rodeo it when it's on a flat? Or you, you can, but I'd rather I'd rather just sit there and chum. They come to the chum. I I actually I'm complete opposite. Yeah, completely opposite. Well, because, I don't like pulling out chum unless I can't rodeo it. Well, here's the thing. I it. It's not as thick as you really, really want it. You see it in sheets on the flat. So when I would go, I would see it in a sheet. I would be ready. I'd be ready to rodeo. So when I saw it, I would throw it on that first batch. But as soon as I would see it, I'd finally just sit down and just chum and chum. And well, as chum. a captain too, that's what you're used to. You, yeah. you can't rodeo. I mean, I well, I something rodeo I'm by myself. You know, when I'm rodeo, I by myself too. I still do it, and it's not easy. It's dangerous as well. Yeah, it's it's not. The it's smartest the, thing to do? No, not with your boat running and you're on the front of the boat and you possibly could fall off and then your boat's running. And, you know, I did it early on in, in my career as a captain. And I remember telling my uncle that he was like, dude, don't ever do that again. Because <laughs> it was it was a little. You try to put a visual in somebody's. So you're idling. You're looking up at the front. You throw the net to the left or right. Don't throw it on the front of the boat when you're idling and you're no. by yourself. So then you run back to the console and you shut it down. You might have to turn the boat or throw it in reverse a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's it's tricky. It's tricky. You throwing the net today? Yeah, I'm trying to get this thing done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to, like, kind of impress you and throw the net once. Or, if we can find it at the marker, I'll throw it at the marker. I think I saw you throwing it at Tight Line Tuesday the other day once we shut it down. <laughs> you were teaching somebody. You putting on a little clinic out there. Yeah, and then I threw it. It looked like dog. <laughs> you were saying some of the <laughs> countries or whatever you were saying. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy couldn't find this country on a on a globe. <laughs> if he had one of them globes in school, you couldn't find it in there. But you're, you're gonna say what that is, and that ain't, that ain't what it looks like. It, it looked just, <laughs> there was an Africa out there. There was all kinds of stuff. I was calling them all out. But that was, <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
There, you should have seen some of the nets being thrown yesterday. I tell you, there's some kids that threw that smaller net like a champ yesterday too. It was awesome to see it. They got it down, did a little spit, did your spin like you did it, boom, opened it up right up. So I'm definitely looking forward season. We are, so tomorrow would probably is probably going to be uh, episode one of season two, correct? Uh, we don't we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. No, could I be, mean uh, we could. Key West could bump up. Yeah, we're going to try to fill these things out, and then we just. Put them together how they go. Yeah, it's like a batting order in a baseball game. You try to figure out, build up to ones you like. You will leave that up to Greg. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Greg, too. I know you got to see him when you went offshore, but I ain't seen Gregory in a little while. That was an, That's a whole other topic there, that offshore day we had. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it sucked to throw back fish that we were catching. Is that, is, is, and is then it, be able to to buy it somewhere else, like in a restaurant. It, it's, it ain't right. <laughs> is it to me? Is it true that the America Red Snapper are pretty much like grunts now offshore? We were catching them. I mean, it, we moved because we were catching them, but we were looking for mangroves. That's about all you can keep now until June. Yeah. So, yeah, thirty-inch I mean, grouper we were throwing back. We threw back, I think, four keeper grouper, a couple reds, red snapper, and, and didn't find any mangrove snapper. <laughs> None. I was like, let's go inshore. I can, I can catch them inshore. <laughs> we couldn't find them out there. Yeah, so it's going to be definitely uh, looking forward to the whole cruise out tomorrow. Halsey, Gen- G- Halsey and Ginger are coming? Uh, I don't I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. One of them will be there. One of them will be there. Yep. I don't know. Who knows? They might just both show up. We might run into Ginger out there today. He's out there with Block A. Yep. They were talking about today. going tarpon fishing yesterday. I don't know if they ever got out. I hope they do and let us know how it works. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. But, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to start filming Hurricane Page. She hasn't been around lately, but she said she will be there. She'll show up when the camera's there. You know she will. She ain't here today, but the no. camera will be there. She'll show up. Oh, she does. she's probably getting her hair done, her toes done, She'll be her mustache whacked. She'll be yeah. ready. Get that thing. Shot us. Start <laughs> curling it like you, man. Just let it ride. Oh, twist up the side. Yeah, get it ready for a wedding. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Paige. Uh, we got a, got the closures that uh, proposed proposed closures. Yeah, I didn't get a hold of Tony today. Hopefully, he can uh, call in and tell us what's going on with some of these meetings. But you know, they're going to change the bag limit on trout. That's what they're wanting to do. Yeah, they're bringing it down in our area. Yes, to yeah. put it to three, three, and then obviously no over twenty. Yes. It's weird now. I said this on y'all's show last week because I missed it, but it's weird seeing uh, trout. Like in slot trout. That's it. That trout's in slot. It's just different. It's yeah. not used to it. But you know what? I think it's good because as soon as they close down redfish and snook, people just moved straight over to trout, and they were going to catch whatever they could keep. So then the trout got hit really hard. and That's with every fish in the – that's how it works, you know? know, unless they regulate it. It needs to be regulated. Yeah. It, all, all of it needs to be regulated, and, and yeah, I think – like I said, I said it yesterday, too, at the clinic. I'm like, I don't care if they keep it closed, the the snook and redfish closed for another year or two because it's only well, going to be better for that younger generation. That meeting's coming up uh, early May, too. They're going to discuss that. I mean, you have some people that are in agreement. Yes, keep it closed. I, I'm one of them because I don't keep a lot of fish. But, you know, some captains, they're, the snook numbers are good here. They are. They're very good here. I don't know. You know, uh, Charlotte Harbor's looking like, you know, up north there's not as many, obviously, but never has been. But the Reds still aren't like they used to be. No, they're not. They're they're I mean, far, it, far from those numbers. They're here and there, but they're they're not anything close to where they were two years ago. 
on that on that uh proposal there wasn't it saying that charter captains couldn't keep any trout? I heard there was something about charter captains. No, they can't keep their can't keep any fish at all when you're being paid as a charter captain. I know personally, like you can't I, you can't use my person to keep that one right. snook. You can't use that for redfish. Right. But I was I I guess I heard something differently, saying that, you know, you are not allowed to keep any fish as a charter captain. So I don't I I don't know if that was saying if you go out on a charter trip, you're not allowed to keep trout. But if you're not on a charter trip, you can go out and keep trout. If you're not being paid, you can go out and keep your limit, yes. Yeah. But if you're being paid, you do not count as one. You, you yeah, cannot my, bring your Yeah, my own. bag limit Correct. does not count. Yeah, it's never counted as a captain. It doesn't – they don't let you do that. But, you know, it at the end of the day, it's only going to help the fishery in our area. It's only going to make it better for the generations to come. And, um, you know, I want to still be able to fish for a very long time and, and actually – you know, and have what we have now and only get it, have it grow bigger and more and more fish. Because, dude, you like I said yesterday, you used to see that school of redfish at Pappy's or or even at Whedon. They would look like three Volkswagens underwater because it was 500 fish. And that number drop, 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 drop now to where we're chasing 25. 20. Yeah. yeah, 25 at a good number if they haven't been stirred up already. 40 at a good number, but now mostly I'm seeing 15, 17, 10. You know, it's it's, it's nice to – I miss the seeing the big school I do, but it's nice to look at Pappy's now when you drive by it and there's only a couple people out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. give it a break. Yeah. i tell you what, though. I've seen some of those fish work their way up in the mangroves, though, and seen them come out, and they look like – when they come out from the, from the back of those mangroves and those big – there's 40s. There's definitely – I've seen – this year, I've seen 40-inch redfish in there. There's a lot. There's one fish that keeps getting caught, the one with 800 spots on one side. Have you seen that one? Uh-huh. It's been caught three or four times by different people. And I, I saw a friend of mine put it up the other day, and I, I told him, I said, I've seen that fish three or four times. Caught fish. this year. He said, yeah, she's been around. <laughs> but, like, with the closures, so snook are doing great because they've been closed, like, you know, you look two years from now, hopefully that's the way the redfish and the trout look, and they're everywhere you go, because right now that's the way snook are. Every flat you go to, they're there. And you can catch 30, 40 in a day and not be a, a very experienced fisherman. You can do it. Yes. If you can catch bait, you if can you, figure it out. Yeah, if you can catch bait, you can have big number days in snook. Almost any flat in any mangrove you go to. You can to. catch 30 on one flat, not even have to move around. No. We and did. I'm not talking about Weedon Island. You can go... You can go from Gandhi North and find them and have epic days. Yeah. Those days that you talk about, you wish. I yeah, mean, bring a lot of leader. You're going to spray leader, it up. A lot yeah. of hooks. And you're going to play Dr. Snook Thumb, too, because that's going to happen. I know. I love it. Actually, you know what? I t- actually, I've been grabbing them too far, and in the, in, I don't know if, if I got computer hands or not. Been giving them the whole thing? Yeah, <laughs> giving that whole thumb. <laughs> Bite on that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm pumped up today. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to move the cooler to the front of the boat, let you get on top of the cooler and um and get you uh I get the sightsee? Yeah, you get yeah. the sightsee. I know I'm, where they're at. We're ready. I'm ready too. Homework's done. Uh-huh. We'll see. We're going to go put it to the test. Big shout out to Dan James Rod Company and RCI Optics. And uh we're going to take a real quick break, get back to uh some of the fishing that we got going on in the bay. 
Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone. We are back. Hoppy. Yo. How you feeling, dude? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I feel like you, I, I seriously feel like after you drink six ounces of that espresso, you're like a new man. I'm very alive right now. I feel like I can do whatever I want in my lifetime. Wow. Wow. That's aggressive. I like it. I know. I feel very hyper. <laughs> do you want? How do you think I do these long shifts? I need coffee. Yeah, I know, but you got to also think about your health. I know, but you live once, and I need to get through the shift, so. <laughs> hey. If it makes... Did you hit the dump button? Yeah, there went 15 seconds. I just said shift. Oh, okay. Jesus. You got to be careful, you shock jock. <laughs> I think Tony said he was going to call in. Yeah, so make so sure the line's could... open. I'm looking. All right. I'm, I'm, the left side you. of my eye works. I can see. You sure? You kind of yeah. got that Goonie thing going on. <laughs> I love you, Slow. He's not. He's not boats and planes, is he? Nah. Dude, <laughs> straight. Yeah. I can't believe you just called me Sloth. I've heard it my whole life. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't true, but the fact that another person says it, what? not a good sign. <laughs> Real nice, Bubba. Hey, I, can I tell you something right now? If you embrace that. And for Halloween this I year, I did at the Celta Punch Out. I came out as Superman. That was the biggest inkling about sloth from the goonies i've already embraced it did you wear the suspenders in the whole nine no I well then you didn't PCS embrace shirt. it you didn't just wore the shirt because i was getting paid i needed to wear the shirt oh but who paid you Metro Chris, by christopher T-Mobile. reeve t-mobile did so guys i'm gonna take the call actually we'll just put him on <laughs> hey you're live hey guys what's going on Lieutenant Tony Rosas from FWC, how you doing, sir? Uh, busy morning already, so uh, just getting started. What's going on? Uh, well, you know, uh, James was telling us that you guys are actually having a meeting early May about the Snook and Redfish deal. Yeah, so as of what I'm seeing right now is that um, Snook and Redfish, well, Redfish at least because Snook is just going to roll right into the normal closure, but Redfish is set to open May 10th. Unless something changes at the upcoming uh, commissioner's meeting, which is, uh, I believe it's May 3rd and 4th or 5th and 6th. I, I'm not real sure on the exact date, but I know it's at the first the first portion of uh, May, and I'm 99% certain they'll be talking about, you know, snook, redfish, and, and trout there's, closure and whether or not to uh, continue it or not or just open, open there's it. No way, there's no way they open redfish. I mean, what, right? I mean, what can they see and what numbers can they see or – Surveys can they read that tell you, yeah, it's it's time to open it. It's good to go now. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, the um, the the biologists over there at FWRI and the people who are doing the uh, the fisheries research, um, you know, they'd probably be better suited to answer that question. Um, but uh, it's hard to say. You know, it, it depends. We'll, um, you know, the best thing to do is to, to tune into that uh, commissioner's meeting or to uh, if you can travel up to Tallahassee and. Uh, 
get up there and, and put in your input. I mean, public input is, is, you know, a big portion of what, you know, FWC does. And, you know, we, we really value what the public has to say and what they want. I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure you're going to get that same kind of push you got with the captains that went up there last time um, and pushed for it to close. You might get that same push of captains to go up there now that the dates and stuff have been released. Because, like I said, I think, honestly, captains are the best people to give you the information. I mean, I take a phone call every week from FWC, and they want to know how many charters I ran, how many people are on the boat, how many fish. And I try to give them exact numbers, you know, as close as I can. But captains are the ones that are out there all the time. They're the ones that, uh, more than anyone else, I think, would know how many fish are really out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, the public input, the captains that are calling in, the FWC researchers that are making the cold calls to the uh, the captains, the researchers that are at the boat ramp that are taking down the information. You know, a lot of people are, are they shy away from those people when they get to the boat ramp. We, you know, they're they're not in law enforcement. They're not there to judge you or to. Uh, they're just there to do collect the numbers. So if you see those individuals up there, um, you know, please talk to them. Let them know what you're seeing, what you're catching. And, um, you know, that really affects what what happens in the future with fishery uh, in all aspects because, you know, sampling is only one thing that the biologists do, but a lot of it is just the raw numbers of uh, collecting data from the people out, the uh, people out there recreating and catching the fish and people like yourself who are captains who are, who are out there every day uh, and they see the fishery and they see the ups, they see the downs, and they see where it's going. So, Tony, you, you know um, what else we'll it does? See. It lets you know if you suck that day or not because then you can just ask that guy, so well, what kind of responses have you been getting from everybody else? You heard my day. And then when he said, yeah, there, yeah. there's been 50 snook caught today and you caught zero, you're like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> he asked him, what they catch yeah, it on? You start zero. asking him. You get in from, You got a little seminar right there at the boat ramp. <laughs> you learn from the guy with the yeah, survey. I guess if you don't want your feelings hurt, if you haven't had a good day and you don't want your feelings hurt, maybe you might shy away. But, um, you know, it, it is, they're, they're doing a really good job over there. They're doing what they can. You know, this type of research is, is tough. It's you know, it's a lot of just data, um, data, 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 and, and collecting it and getting the information and getting the public's input. And we'll see what happens at the next meeting. I mean, I, from what I'm reading, uh, which doesn't, you know, I don't have any kind of inside track to anything until it actually happens. But it's, you know, right now they're showing it as uh, everything opening back up or going back to normal starting May 10th unless something, you know, something changes at this next meeting. It's, it's, it's hard to say. Wow, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not. I'm sure it's going to be a, a topic of conversation. Yeah, well, that's coming up here soon, next week. So uh, yeah, next we, week. So I mean, it's um, we'll it's, keep our. Uh, can you at least we'll, we'll uh, give us an update if you hear it? If we don't, because we're not going to be able to go. But whatever you hear, you can keep us yeah, updated, I mean, right? Um, yeah, I'll give you guys a call on the uh, on the other side if I can, or you know, give you the, the inside track if I hear anything. But um. That stuff also, you can go to, you should be able to live stream those um, those commissioners meetings as well. Um, MyFWC.com will probably have a link if people want to live stream and, and watch it on their computers. They, yeah, it, it's open to the public. And there you go. A lot of different aspects. All right, perfect. So Perfect. All right, All guys, right. you guys heading out in the water today? Yes, sir, we'll be out there. Why, are you out there today? Yeah, buddy. All right, we'll leave us alone. Are you fishing time. or are you sandbarring with a kid? No, I'm patrolling. I'm oh, working. you're working. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, ah, you come up on me. You know how I roll. We're clean. We're clean. <laughs> oh, all my numbers are good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, have a good day on the water. It looks like it's gonna be a good one. And uh, you know, stay safe out there. And give me a call if you need anything. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Appreciate your phone call, Tony. Next time. Later. See ya.
Lieutenant Tony Rosas with the FWC. Always, always a, a great phone call. Always great information. Our our inside guide of what's happening um, with the regulations and whatnot. That's crazy if they open it. I'm I'm fully against it. I, I just really, there's no there's no numbers that back up the reasoning for, to open redfish. There's right no now. no way. Not in our area anyway. No way. Like I mean, what is it? What's redfish been closed? How long has it been closed for? Not even a year. No. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I could see some snook going. I could see that happening. I, can see, I, can I don't see, want it, but I could yeah, see it. I could I, see it happening. I feel more comfortable because I know how many snook are out there, and the numbers true. are up. Last year. Last year we were saying there's a lot of snook around, but there's not a lot of slot snook. We were saying that last year, and it's been total different beginning of this year. Yes, I've seen a lot of overs. I've seen a lot. We've caught a lot of in in slot. Yeah, well, I mean, fish. all those. Think about the last two years just, that you've yeah, been got, wrecking the twenty five. You've been wrecking the twenty five inch trout the last two years. Those fish are grown up. Yeah, you know, they're moved. They're it's they're right in the slot now. So. We were catching some the other day. I, no lie, they were ten inches big. Okay, so they're just they're this big, and they were eating bait that were five inches. I mean, those snooker, they're hung, they're hangry. They're hangry. Yeah, they're ready. Yeah, to eat. You know, the younger ones are super aggressive. Yep. They, that's what makes it tough to try to get to the big dogs. So the younger ones are just coming up and crushing everything that hits the water. That's true. So if you want to, you want the tight line, you just keep catching those when, you know, when you want that bigger fish and you know they're there, you have to. Either hook you them in his belly it. or... Yeah, you got to bring it down to the bottom because they're slower. They're not going to fight them little males to get there. I did bring a little bit of a bigger rod, too, just in case you want to soak some on the bottom. Or we see a cobia today. The cobia is why I bring one. I, I, I'm not kidding you last week. I know I told you this, I think, but... No, you didn't. We went by a marker, and we were looking for cobia and, and triple tail, but looking for bait as well because we're going out. And there's three of them, each one of them at least 50 pounds. <laughs> but we're acting shy like snook. And that's something I haven't seen. Yeah, and we had two shots at them. We were out kind of late. I think maybe some other people were harassing them beforehand, but I don't, I don't know. They like looked at us, saw our baits, and just nah, not today. You know, last year during kids camp, I was just doing. I I would draw. I would go to a marker. I wouldn't see him, but I would go to a marker and I'd drop a chum bag. And then no lie, they'll show up within five minutes. They'll pop up whether they were down low or whatever. But if you get up up current. And let that chum bag drift drift into the tower. I mean, I did that on on two or three different markers last year, and I got them to come right up. I mean, hell, they came right up next to the boat, and we almost just dropped the bait on their head. And we we actually caught probably five five nice nice cobia last summer. But I tell you, the way if it's gonna slick out the way you said, you know, after we do some things up north, oh, you, gonna, you gonna give it a try? Here's I mean, the here's the problem too, because when we were out that day, if we'd have hooked. Say we hooked all three of those fish, right? Landed them all, epic. It's awesome. That was the first place we were going. So now, what do you do with three fifty pound? We don't. I don't have, He's like, I just go back to the ramp. Ain't well, got enough ice. I'm not gonna got lie. nowhere to put them. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, well, I, don't, I didn't bring my gaff today. No, but I I got gas in my truck. But <laughs> what do you do with them though? Seriously, yeah, that's I mean, the first place you. You're not gonna quit fishing today. We we had a plan. We we're like, we know somebody that's on the water. We'll take them over there, drop them off. What I mean, they're not going to fit in it. The only thing that you got nowhere to put them. Maybe in Jeff's boat, that bonefish. Maybe in yes, the front. You, you can't fit it in. The, but you would still need probably ten bags of ice. Well, you can go. Fish yeah, hot. but you could go get ice and then ice it down, yeah, and then yeah. and then keep fishing. Not on the boat we were on. We just had to quit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's yeah, there goes today. It's great and all. <laughs> Drop but, the mic on them. Yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy to uh, you really think about it. I mean it could happen. If though. you plan to cobia fish, bring some ice and. 
You gotta and have and a expect lot of to catch them because it's like when you go offshore and you don't bring enough ice to put all these mahi in, and you got to come back early because yeah. you only got enough to get you back at the time. Otherwise, you spoil the catch. Yeah, you want you don't want to do that. Do not want to do that. Well, and the thing is with these kobe, they're so big. I mean, sometimes there's, they don't even make a cooler. I mean, you got to have one of those big, big Yeti coolers or one of those coffin coolers for it to really make sense. I'm going to write this down. We'll see if this is a uh, – it's probably not legal, I'm sure. But if you, we'll ask Tony next week. If you can cut it in half so that way you can put it in the cooler and you can <laughs> verify that this is the same fish you put it together like a puzzle. Say, look, you can measure this. Oh, it's, it's well over – 33. I got to know that. So can I cut it in half so I can keep fishing or am I, am I screwed? I got to go back to the ramp. I would love that is a great. I so do I go to back to the ramp, cut them in half, fillet them, whatever I'm doing, put it in my truck and then go back out? That's what we got to do. I'm sure uh, he's going to tell me you can't you can't knife that fish right there. I guarantee you. Yeah, you're not you can't knife any fish while you're still on the boat. I don't think so. No. But unless I mean, you, that's your survival and that's how you're feeding yourself. You have to eat it right there. But you should be allowed to. That's a rule. It should be an exception. It should be allowed. I want to know what you're going to use to cut through an entire Kobe. An electric knife. Yeah. yeah. Danko saw. Where are you going to plug that in at? You don't got a... Uh, a they got USB and stuff and all kinds of things. Man, that needs a, that needs an actual plug. My electric knife I used to use had, had ran off plug. I used to plug it in the back of my uh, Tahoe. Yeah. With the little... Uh, what do they call that? An inverter. Yeah. It used to be called in the old days a cigarette lighter. <laughs> yeah. You mean one of these? <laughs> A dart lighter. What's up, Hobby? What's up, dude? I don't know. You let you were gonna say something. No, nah, I'm good. I'm just chilling. Oh, all right. He's gonna let you know the music playing. Oh, I can hear the music now. No, all right. I I saw you did. You kind of gradually brought it in. I I appreciate it. Hey, if y'all are out in the water today, come by and and you're at one of our spots. You know, don't be afraid to come on by and say hey. Yeah, we'll be out there. Yeah, we'll be out there raising hell. Look for the Blazer Blazer Bay with a flat mafia wrap on it. All over the place today. All over the place. Looking forward to it. All we gotta do is get gas and we're gone. We're not them we're not them people. You can come up to us and come from a distance. Don't come on your motor. You know, let us know you're coming. We'll wave you in. Yeah. Unless we're on a heater and then we'll give you the <laughs> stop. And uh no. I ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, well, uh big big shout out to all our sponsors, Southeastern Fishing Tackle, Hula Bay, Dan James Rod Company. RCI Optics and West Coast Marine. Dude, we didn't even get into Tightline Tuesday last week. Thanks to Ryan Harrington oh for, my God, for we putting that on. Yeah, Ryan Harrington. Big shout out to Ryan Harrington. Did Thank a, you, West Coast. They they did a, they held an awesome event too. Yeah. God, we didn't even have time for that. No. Nope. We ran all over the place. Well, We're a bunch of yappers. Yeah, we are. Well, uh, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned next week. Cinco de Mayo version. Probably be in here drinking tequila. And uh, you know, oh, other is that than Sun- that, is that Sunday? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so y'all uh stay tuned till next week. This is Flats Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. Two fingers. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone.